0: Hello everybody and welcome to McKay's Music Corner, a musical discussion podcast that and it starts... starts right now. Welcome back to McKay's Music Corner, a music discussion podcast. I'm really excited to get into today's episode because a lot of new music of mine has been announced, upcoming releases by bands I just absolutely love. 2022 seems to be one of the best years of music in a long time. I mean, last year was pretty good with some of my favorite bands like Rise Against and 21 Pilots releasing their newest records. And so far, there have been a lot of good releases out of 2022 thus far. But I really wanted to talk about some of the recently announced albums alongside their new singles kind of going along with those announcements. So the first band I want to talk about is Pale Waves. They have released a new single, and it is titled Lies. This song released on May 9th, 2022, and they announced their third album, Unwanted. Unwanted and that comes out August 12th, 2022. Pale Waves is a band I really love. I discovered them back when they only had one album, their first album called My Mind Makes Noises, and I just really fell in love with their electronic pop. It really stuck out to me, that album. And actually, I was bummed to find out that I missed out on them coming to Utah. I guess they had toured alongside the 1975 at some point. But yeah, I, I'm so bummed that I missed Pale Waves performing here, so I hope that they do a full U.S. tour for this new album, Unwanted, and hopefully they come to Utah and I can finally see them for the first time. But as far as the new single goes, I, I wasn't sure how to feel about it at first. It took me quite a few lessons of the new song, Lies, before I finally started to get it. Something Pale Waves has been doing recently is with each album, they kind of dive into a new set of sound and kind of genre. So with their second album, they kind of did kind of an homage type of thing to early 2000s type of songs like acoustic, guitar, still having that pop vibe, but kind of more lackadaisical. (laughs) I don't know how to describe it, but I've seen people compare Avril Lavigne's early stuff, some Michelle Branch, you know, with her album. It has that kind of feel to it, their second album, and I really enjoyed that when it came out. So just when I heard the news that Pale Waves was already going to be releasing their newest album this year, I was automatically excited, and so I checked out the single. And like I said, I kind of had a mixed reaction to it. I enjoyed it, but that change was kind of an adjustment. But yeah, the sound, it had like this very quick, upbeat, aggressiveness to it. And with kind of the vocal effects that they did for Heather Baron Gracie, the singer, I wasn't sure how to feel about it. I'm usually a fan of hearing, you know, clean, crisp vocals. You know, you can hear what words are being said. You can hear the, the range and the ups and downs. And that doesn't necessarily get completely stripped away with the voice effect they do on here. It's just not usually my favorite direction. So those were my initial thoughts on it, but the song itself really grew on me as I gave it more and more listens, I liked the edginess to it, it was really catchy with the the melody for the chorus, and the instrument work is really good too, I like the kind of the distortion added to some of the guitar. So over time I've really grown to like it. I think what is hard is, I keep comparing it to the last album's initial single, which was Change. And just how much I love that from the get-go. But you know, the sound, the direction, I was already on board from the get-go. So I guess the hesitation that I've had with this new single is what kind of, not disappointed me, but had me uncertain. So with that said, let me read off some of what the band and the label has said about this upcoming release. The singer, Heather Baron Gracie, says, It's bold and unapologetic, and that's what the Pale Waves community is about. We don't need to fit a perfect mold. We don't need to apologize for being ourselves. And we won't change for anyone. And that quote, alongside this one I'm about to read, can be found on their Dirty Hit store website where you can pre-order the album. Dirty Hit is the uh, name of the record label that it is being released on. And so the website says this about the album as well. Led by riotous lead single, Lies, Unwanted is a record that reaches out to the passionate community of misfits and LGBTQI plus fans around the band, tapping into darker emotions than ever before while also striking a fresh tone of defiance. And yeah, I would definitely agree with that statement. I definitely get those vibes from this new song, the defiance, the darker emotions, and even with the album cover, its darker look to it, the band is sitting in a dimly lit space. You know, it's like completely pitch black, except for like a small spotlight of the band sitting moody and emo, kind of, on the floor. And then the title of the album is kind of scrawled or spray painted on like a concrete floor. It looks really cool. I'm really happy with the album cover. I always get upset when a big band that I really like kind of has a, a half-ass album cover. I just think There are so many talented artists out there and photographers. You can really just do anything. So I'm glad it has a good look. It captures the vibe that they're going for for this new record. And yeah, like I said, that's going to be coming out August 12th, 2022. It will also have 13 tracks total. And yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Again, I hope they go on tour, a headlining tour and come to Utah because I would really love to see this band live. Next up, I wanna talk about Post Malone and his new upcoming album, 12 Carat Toothache. And that's gonna be coming out really soon, actually, June 3rd, 2022. And this went hand in hand with a new single to announce it called Cooped Up, featuring Roddy Ricch. And that was released on May 12th, 2022. I'm really curious about this album because the announcement of it and the release of a single comes so quickly and it's only like three weeks away or so before that whole album actually releases. Part of that curiosity definitely comes from the album's title, 12 Carat Toothache, which is a really unique, fun name to it. It's a reference to his more expensive tastes, I guess, him having like diamond grills. He sings about that kind of stuff all the time. It's also going to be Post Malone's fourth studio album. So the single, Cooped Up, I absolutely love it. I really like the sound of it. I like how catchy it is. And even though I don't really care for features on songs of any artist, I didn't mind Roddy Rich's feature on this. I think he did a good job. I have no prior knowledge of that artist, but I did like his inclusion in this song. While I definitely prefer songs with no features, they're just the artist, I really like the song as a whole. From what I've read, it looks like this song and the song One Right Now featuring The Weeknd are both going to be on this upcoming record. And that's really all the information we have on it. I don't even really have an idea of what the album cover officially looks like. I think it's supposed to be the image that appears on the cooped up single, which is looks like a, a butterfly being cut with a knife. It's very unclear. <laughs> it's a very weird album cover actually. There's no typography, there's no image of Post Malone. Not that there needs to be, but it's very weird. I don't know what the official album cover is, and I don't I don't know what the butterfly knife thing means. But, you know, we'll, I th- I'm, I'm sure we'll find out more as the weeks go on leading up to the release. And we don't really have much longer to wait, honestly. But yeah, I really like the song. I like the theme of it, of being cooped up, which I think is something... It's a state of being that we've all been in for at least a year or even more. So it's it's really nice to see some of those lyrics kind of be more relatable in a Post Malone track. Because a lot of Post Malone tracks, they're singing about drinking and his Gucci socks or, you know, his gold teeth. And while I, you know, love to death all his records he's released, it's to have that emotional and Relatable element to it, I think is gonna really help this record potentially Outshine his previous ones at least that's what I'm hoping I always hope for artists to go above and beyond and continue to improve and From what Post Malone has said in interviews and whatnot It looks like this is going to be his most honest and raw album yet So I'm certainly excited for that aspect of it as well Unlike the Pale Waves record this has no track lists as of yet There's just the two singles confirmed to be on it, but not a full track list. However, it has been said that this will be his shortest album to date, and I'm hoping that will play a factor into its success as well, because sometimes having 18-track albums is just kind of, it dwindles for too long, and some of the stronger tracks kind of get outshined by a handful of weaker ones sprinkled throughout. So I don't think bigger is always better, hopefully having it trimmed down and being a lot less tracks than normal, we'll just have it narrowed down to the best of the best. And those are my hopes for it. I think Post Malone's next album is gonna be really good. All right, so the last album announcement I wanna talk about today is Youngblood's upcoming third record titled Youngblood. So this is a self-titled record, hence why it's called the same name as his artist name. And he announced this just recently, I think it was just Tuesday of this week. And this album will be coming out September 2nd, 2022. So this is going to be the album I have to wait for the longest out of any of the other albums I've discussed today. But it's definitely the one I am most excited for. When I heard this news and watched that video of the tattoo thing, I was really excited I think the album cover looks great. It's a really cool picture of him dressed up in typical Youngblood getup. It's very moody and really cool looking. And I think it's a perfect fit for a self-titled album. He's not the only artist that I like that is releasing a self-titled third album this year. Muna will actually be doing the exact same and that will be coming out in June. So it's just kind of a cool fun fact there. Like Post Malone's new album, there is no available track list to look at just yet. It looks like that information is still kept under wraps. But from what I can see on product images for pre-orders, it does look like the single I discussed previously, The Funeral, as well as this new one, Memories, will both be on this upcoming Youngblood record. Like a lot of artists, Youngblood has stated that this is going to be his most honest, most personal yet, And I can't help but laugh at these statements, not in a mean-spirited way, but, you know, so many people are saying that now. I mean, I'm excited, definitely. I don't doubt the authenticity of those statements. It's just really funny how how often that seems to be happening with artists I like. But, you know, I think with the pandemic and everyone kind of having more time to themselves than maybe they would have liked... It's really given everyone time to reflect and kind of be alone with their thoughts and with who they are as a person. So it's not surprising that some of people's most honest work, most emotional, and most upfront music is now coming out. This news of the Youngblood album comes shortly after his release of his newest single, Memories, featuring Willow. And I actually like a handful of her music, so the new song Memories by Youngblood featuring Willow was actually really enjoyable. I really liked that song a lot. But yeah, with both the funeral and memories, it's clear to me that this is going to shape up to be a really, really good Youngblood album. I'm a really big fan of Youngblood. And so when this was announced, I I clicked on all the links, looked through all the pre-order options. And of course, they're still announcing them and still restocking things. And I'm sure there will be all sorts of signed bundles and opportunities ahead. So it's all gonna be uh, financially exhausting, but you know, you you gotta pick your battles, pick what, you know, think ahead and see what you might want in the future. Have some patience. (laughs) So far I've exhibited none. But something I'm really excited for is since I'm a follower and listener of his on Spotify, I actually received an email to an exclusive, limited amount, picture disc vinyl of the new record. And when I saw that, I, I jumped right in. I dived headfirst, bought it. It looked really cool. I know picture discs don't have the best of reputations, but it looks so cool. And even just as a display item, having Youngblood's iconic, silly, FU attitude on the vinyl itself seemed really cool. And so I definitely wanted to get it, especially with how limited it seems to be advertised. But yeah, with this release being clear out in September, I'm sure we'll get two to three more singles to kind of build up that excitement more. I'm sure an official track list will come out at some point officially. I always like to see how many songs are going to be on the record. I usually hope for at least 12 tracks. I feel like that's a really good standard amount that most artists seem to do. I hope there aren't too many features. I don't like albums when they're just feature after feature after feature after feature. I just... It gets a little exhausting and convoluted, in my opinion. But with Youngblood, he always does a good job, even when there are features. Um, So I'm not too worried about it. Just an interesting thing to talk about. But yeah, really excited. Another one of my top five artists releasing their third album this year. Just so much good music coming in the future for me. And hopefully... You guys tune in and check it out as well. I don't think you'll be disappointed. All right, so the last thing I want to talk about today is my most recent concert that I attended on April 30th, 2022. And this was at the venue Soundwell. And this was a concert for the band Lights with the opener Tilly. As far as the venue goes, this is my first time going to Soundwell, and I really couldn't give it any higher of a rating. I think the venue is really cool. It's a good amount of space for a decent sized concert. It was a sold out show actually, but even so there was still plenty of space. You didn't feel too squished or lumped in together. And I think what helps with that is that there's a bar area where you can go and enjoy drinks while you listen. And something that was really interesting and really have to give applause they give out free waters at that bar area. I was able to just show my ID, go into that area, ask for water. They asked, do you want bottled or just cup? And I was like, oh, well, I, I'll just get a cup because it's free. And so they just you know, filled it up and kept me hydrated. So I really appreciate a venue doing that because there's no reason for people to get heat stroke or to pass out from dehydration. It's really commendable, and I think it's more compassionate to just be able to offer that service. It made me feel more comfortable. I was able to cool off a bit, so I really liked that. So I was going for this concert initially for the band Lights. This year, Lights just released their next album called Pep, and I really enjoyed all the songs off of that record. It's been quite some time since Lights' last release, Skin and Earth. Or technically, I guess she might have released some other music or albums. But Skin and Earth was the other album that actually got me into her. So I went to this concert in hopes of hearing songs mostly off of those two albums. And I think I'm going to talk about Lights first, because what I want to do today is really highlight the opener band, Tilly. So first I'll talk about my experience with the Lights concert and the set list for that. So the artist Lights, this was their headlining tour, Baby I'm Back tour. And so they performed last, and they were really good. I wouldn't say I'm too familiar with Lights, but like I said, I do know those two albums, and I really enjoy them. But I do think my concert experience kind of suffered a bit by not knowing every single song. There's at least six or so songs that I didn't know the lyrics to, I've never even heard before. And so I did find myself feeling a little left out. But when the songs from Pep and Skin and Earth did get played, I found myself really getting into them and really enjoying the concert. So it didn't affect it too negatively, it was just a small comment, I might do some more preparation beforehand. But yeah, I really loved the set list. I liked that there's about eight songs from Pep, so I was really familiar with that, and I was happy to hear at least three or so songs off Skin and Earth, which is the other album that got me into Lights. And all the songs I didn't know were also good as well, just had that unfamiliarity. Let me read off the set list. Prodigal Daughter Ice Up We Go Salt and Vinegar Siberia Savage Voices Carry Quiet Real Thing Skydiving Batshit Beside Myself Okay Okay Love Me Giants And then the band left, and then came back for an encore to perform, Grip. And then the last song they played was In My Head. So a total of 17 songs were played, a really good number, not too much, not too little. And it was a really good experience. The crowd just loved it. I saw people next to me who actually did know all the songs, and they were screaming and crying along to it. And that was really cool to see. I definitely enjoyed hearing songs like Skydiving and OK OK. OK OK is probably my favorite album off of her release of Pep. But like I said, Lights was the headlining artist, and the opener was an artist named Tilly. And I had never heard of Tilly before in my life. I had never heard a song by Tilly. But the moment she started her set, I instantly fell in love. I cannot talk this artist up enough, I really think she deserves more attention, she deserves more fans, more listeners, and I think she's gonna be really big if she continues to put out the music that I heard that night. The thing I really liked about Tilly was just how energetic and unique and authentic she seemed. She's really quirky, and she's young and relatable. She liked talking to the audience and asking them questions and giving cool stories behind songs. And it was just such a good experience. And there wasn't a single song that she played that night that I didn't think back to after the fact. I ended up following her on Spotify, liking all those songs. And just has me really excited for the continuation of Tilly's career and music. She almost reminds me of Youngblood in a lot of ways, not necessarily in terms of music, but in terms of the goofy, high-energy personality that seems unapologetic and just really out there and fun. And her performance of the songs are really good. It was just such a good concert. I've never been so impressed with an opening band You know, oftentimes with opening bands, you can just find yourself being overwhelmed or annoyed with the amount of opening bands that you have to sit through until you get to the artist you actually came for. And I always try to give opening bands a shot, especially after this concert, because I ended up really, really benefiting from it. Sometimes you can just be really impatient want to hear the band you paid and came there for. But I would always give opening bands a chance, because you just never know if they're going to become your next favorite band. I was so glad to arrive to the concert on time, and get to hear Tilly for the first time, and to become a new fan of her music. I loved every single song that she performed, and I'll go over the setlist now. So the setlist for Tilly was Peachy, Hell Yeah, Flip a Switch, a cover of Britney Spears' Lucky, The Me You Know, Mood Swings, Reality Bites, save yourself and loudmouth so a total of nine tracks for the opener tilly and they were so good they were so energetic and fun and the lyrics were really catchy and silly but at the same time just it was just it was so good it was really funny as she was performing her first song i immediately fell in love like i said and i found myself eyeballing the merch table to my left I kept looking over there and, like, kind of eyeballing her section of merch and being, okay, what what shirt am I going to get? What, what am I going to get? The hoodie? Oh, the hoodie looks good. And so I had to wait until the end of the concert to go and purchase it. And it was really cool because she actually sat at her merch table and said hi to the fans and helped people with their purchases. And she took pictures with them, too. Unfortunately, my silly ass... Did not get a picture with her. I got too nervous. I ended up just congratulating her and her drummer on such a great performance. Told them I followed them on Spotify. Was a really big fan now. And I did end up getting the hoodie actually. It's a really cool yellow hoodie. On the front of the hoodie it says, one of her lyrics from Hell Yeah. It says, I made it through today without crying or dying. (laughs) And so I thought that was really fun and relatable and then on the back of the hoodie is a picture of her face from the Single image of hell. Yeah, and then it says Tilly underneath and the Tilly logo So yeah, I was really happy to get that I wish I would have got one of the CDs cuz it looks like that EP isn't even fully released yet It just has the flip a switch song so if I could go back in time I would have got picture with Tilly and the drummer I think his name was Jared. And then I also would have got one of her physical CDs of the Flip-A-Switch EP. I can't remember what it's called because it's not released yet. It's, it's, I couldn't find any information about it. And I don't think she was selling it on her website either. But yeah, she was really great. She was really nice. She's really fun and humble. And I'm just so excited to see what new music she continues to release. The track The Me You Know at the time of her performing it was actually an unreleased track and she asked the crowd if she should release it and it was a resounding yes people loved it i absolutely loved it i feel myself at a loss for words here but it was really good and since then it has been released it's called the me you know it is her latest song and yeah it's really good you know next time tilly comes to utah i'm i'm seeing her hands down and I'll probably drag Jordan along because he actually ended up liking quite a few songs of hers that I showed him. Some of my favorite songs that she performed, I would say Peachy, Flip a Switch, Loudmouth, and I really like Save Yourself as well. Hopefully she releases the Britney Spears Lucky cover on Spotify at some point, as well as the full EP that Flip a Switch is on. And Yeah, I just I'm really excited. I think Tilly can really be big. So I want to spread the word. (laughs) And yeah, it's, it's who I wanted to kind of focus on today. That's the title of the episode. It was just such an awesome night and I really enjoyed it. All right, everyone. Well, that was the episode. I hope you all enjoyed it. I found it really enjoyable to kind of talk about music excitement, kind of releases that are upcoming, and then talk about the recent concert just had a fun time with today's episode. I always do have a fun time, but it was kind of nice to not have a full written script, just kind of have an outline to go over and then just kind of discuss things on the spot. You can follow me on Instagram at McKay's Music Corner. Please do give that a follow. I post a lot of fun music news. I like to post on my Instagram story songs that I'm listening to that day. That one's always fun to make silly little posts for. And yeah, just overall, I'm just really enjoying this podcast, and I hope my listeners are too. I do apologize if I sound kind of weird. I am still recovering from, like, a head cold type of thing, so I'm still a little congested. Hopefully that goes away for next episode. Thank you so much for listening. This is McKay's Music Corner, signing off.